Have you ever felt like you're so close to reaching a goal or completing something important to you, but something got in the way? In my case, it was returning home after a long trip. I was so close, but there was a twist at the end of my trip. And I have leadership lessons to share to help you on your own leadership journey. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of CEO on the Go. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I'd been traveling in Europe during much of October. And it was absolutely wonderful, uh, a cruise on the Adriatic coast with friends who love to travel. But as we neared the end of the trip, I was really ready to come home. It's probably the longest I'd been away from home in a long time. And I had a direct flight from Rome to Atlanta. The day the ship got back to Rome, we took a shuttle straight to the airport. And when we arrived at the airport, someone at the entrance directed us to a long line. He said, your flight's been canceled, and this is the line for the flight cancellations to see if you can rebook. And it looked like there were at least 100 people in front of us. So I said to myself, okay, this is going to take some time, take a breath. I bet I can find another flight. I'm always the optimist. We scrambled to search for other flights using the app, and after waiting in that line for a couple of hours, (laughs) we were told there were no more flights out of Rome that day, but we could catch a flight in the morning. Uh, and go from Rome to Amsterdam to Atlanta. And I said, I'll take that. (laughs) Then we had to figure out where we could stay overnight. It was the airline's fault. So they were trying to take care of that. And we were finally assigned to a hotel, but had to figure out how to get from the airport to the hotel, which looked like it was close by. They said there's a shuttle for the hotel and that all of us would need to meet downstairs. There was a, a group of us, probably 15 to 20 people. And they said someone would guide us through the airport. That was good news. We knew it would be tough to navigate. And it would be helpful to have someone who could lead us. We waited and waited. People were starting to get irritated. And eventually a young woman appeared who didn't seem to speak much English. And she said, follow me. So the whole group lugged our stuff through the airport We made our way downstairs and outside where the transportation was. And that's when the fun began. Once we went out of the door, we went all the way to the right, following her to the end of the area where the buses were. She stood there and said, bus is not here. Of course, we had figured that out. And she said, I call supervisor. So, okay, Uh, we waited. And then she said, okay, now I know where it is. Let's go this way. So we walk in the other direction. Still no shuttle. At this point, a husband and wife are now yelling at each other. It kind of reminded me of George Costanza's parents on Seinfeld. You know, she said, I told you we should have gone left. And he said, but the, the lady told us to go right. And, and he said, I can't believe that they put a 25-year-old in charge of us. And she doesn't know what she's doing. I'm tired of walking. I've got a bad knee. So you could see that the, the tension was building. And the representative remained stoic. She said, I can get you a wheelchair. I'll call for that now. And he said, no, I can go a little further. And she said, good, we're almost there. Well, we were not. (laughs) We kept walking. And you could feel the frustration continuing to build. People were saying, this is ridiculous. They were complaining, feeding off of each other, exasperated. And we had walked uh, another long way when she stopped. And she said quietly to a few of us, 
I'm frightened to tell you this, but I've never done this before. And I think we came to that conclusion already, but there were a few of us who stayed positive or at least tried to. You could tell she was struggling even though she held herself together. We told her it's not your fault. Of course, it's a leadership issue, right? Why would her supervisor put her in that position with so many people? We tried to reinforce her effort to try to figure it out. It just feels better when you look for something to acknowledge that's good, especially in difficult circumstances. I've learned the importance of not wasting energy on what you can't control. And in my mind, it just doesn't serve any purpose to get so angry. When you're in an angry state, you can't think clearly. You're too emotional. So we just needed to figure out a solution. Eventually, she did lead us to the shuttle bus, which was way down at the opposite end from where we were. I think it took us about an hour to figure it all out. But hey, it's not like we could really go anywhere because we were going to have to get up at three o'clock in the morning to make our way back to the airport. So how do you respond when your plans go awry, when you're at the mercy of other people or situations? You always have choice. And I admit that I was initially frustrated when I heard the news about the flight cancellation. I had built in a recovery day when I returned so that I could attend a three-day conference just after that. Luckily, I wasn't speaking at the event, but I did want to be fresh. But I consciously decided that there would be good in the experience, that it could even be fun in some way. I always believe things happen for a reason, even if we can't identify what that reason is at the moment. You've heard the expression, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. So there was something for me in the experience that I could look forward to, even though I didn't know what it would be. I had an expectation. Fast forward to the next morning. We caught the flight to Amsterdam. I'd never been to Amsterdam before and spending it in the airport wasn't ideal, but at least I got to have a waffle. It was caramel and it was really good. And on the flight from Amsterdam to Atlanta, I sat next to a pilot, a captain with years of experience who flies for Phoenix Air Group. She's one of the few women pilots and especially at that level. She said she and her husband were both pilots kind of gave me peace of mind sitting next to such a capable pilot, knowing she could jump into action if needed. And she talked about her work transporting patients with infectious diseases. She's transported animals, dolphins, penguins. Can you imagine? She said transporting penguins was the coldest flight that she ever had to endure. So a quick plug for Phoenix Air They provide a wide range of aviation services from international air ambulance to high priority air cargo to government and military contracting services. They're considered cutting edge, the first certified air carrier in the U.S. to receive FAA authority to operate unmanned aerial vehicles in commercial service. And it's the only carrier in the world with aircraft capable of transporting patients with highly infectious diseases. My new pilot friend described her work back in 2014 when the Ebola virus epidemic began, when it spread through Western Africa and paralyzed countries and airports around the world. And she said it was incredibly rewarding. Her latest assignment was in Malta. She had been stationed there for a few weeks and was returning home. We talked about pilot burnout, like so many other industries, pilots are being hit hard. And during a long flight, when I was exhausted and thought I would be sleeping most of the time, instead, we talked about all the incredible places that she had visited. She's flown there herself for her work. She whipped out her, her iPad and shared some of the most beautiful photos that I had ever seen. They were like National Geographic quality, places from all over the globe. We, we must have scrolled through pictures for over an hour. 
And then we looked at the tracker map, you know, the one on the plane that shows you how far you are away from your destination. It's got the little airplane so you can track. She manipulated the tracker map to point out all the places she had been and gave me some suggestions on places that I might like to visit. As I've said before, I think the best part of traveling is not just about what you see and do. It's about the people you meet along the way and the inspiration you can find through casual conversation or ordinary moments like what I experienced. So I've got three quick takeaways for you today. Actually, three and a half. You know, I like to try to keep it to three. And you may have some takeaways of your own when you reflect on on the experience. But number one, when your plans go awry, trust there's a reason. Stay calm, make a decision about how you will be in that moment. The choice is yours. Use your emotional intelligence. Does how you're reacting make you feel better or worse? For those of you who may think, well, it makes me feel better to just blow off some steam or yell at someone, think again. It might make you feel better, but consider the impact on other people. What would an uplifting leader do? Number two, find the meaning in the experience. I say it a lot, but we are all meaning-making machines. We get to interpret our experiences. So expect something good. I think the canceled flight happened for me. Maybe I wasn't supposed to go home just yet and instead savor the opportunity to, to spend more time with friends that I rarely get to see and enjoy being with so much, even if we were all delirious. Also, to meet someone like that pilot who really opened my eyes to new possibilities It was almost like a preview of places that I could visit. It just reminded me of how big the world is and how much we do all have in common. Number three, have fun. One of my previous episodes was on finding humor in situations. It was called the ROI of LOL with June Klein. So keep that in mind. There's so much heaviness right now that many of my clients are experiencing and that I too experience. And it helps me to try to keep things light, to challenge myself to see things differently where I can and through a much bigger lens. Humor is there when you look for it. And finally, 3.5 choose what you want to remember or reinforce. You know, I took a few pictures of the shuttle bus sign and people that were so angry waiting around and the poor young woman who was trying to help us. But instead, I'm posting a picture of a stunning Roman sunset that I saw the very first night when I arrived in Rome a couple of weeks before. And I'm posting it in the show notes and on LinkedIn. So I hope you get to see it. That's what I want to remember about my experience in Rome. What are you focused on given whatever you're experiencing right now? See what happens in your leadership and your life when you focus more on the good deliberately, especially good in other people, even in some of the most trying situations. As you may know, this podcast is focused mainly on the people issues related to leadership. That's where some of the most challenging situations are and the most rewarding opportunities. And I think your leadership journey isn't always about the destination. It's about the people that you experience and serve and learn from along the way. Expect to be inspired by the people you meet. My new pilot friend was a source of inspiration on my journey home. I'd love to know who inspires you. As always, thanks for listening and special thanks to people who listen from different parts of the world. It's exciting to see how this podcast has been expanding to different parts of the globe. I don't know who you are, but I can see geographic statistics and some of the latest listeners outside the U.S. are tuning in from Canada, Germany, Australia, Taiwan, Portugal, U.K., the Netherlands, Japan, India, 
Spain, South Africa, and even Cyprus. So wherever you are, stay positive, work your plan, and determine how you'll respond when your plans go awry. I wish you the best as you continue your leadership journey, doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.